Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about sitterizing and why that is an example of why women are crazy, um, not on purpose that they're crazy, but they are made crazy by the media and by our society, honestly. And um, before we get to that, of course, I will tell you to subscribe, as I always do. I have lots of subscriber episodes coming out, and I'm going to have more and more coming every fourth episode, so you will miss out on a significant portion if you don't subscribe. Anyhow, um, so sitervising was, I read this in a Scary Mommy article, and Scary Mommy's fine. I used to write for Scary Mommy when I was younger, so, you know, they're just reflecting kind of the zeitgeist of the time. And this one talked about, it's for young, I think, you know, still it's for moms of younger kids kids as it was, although, you know, sometimes they have older people, moms of older kids stuff in there and whatever, but primarily, you know, goes to like moms of younger kids, obviously, um, because that's who's reading most of the parenting stuff. So the point here of sitervising was that sitervising is supposed to be, um, a viral new TikTok trend. <laughs> if you follow me on TikTok, you can see my TikTok about this. And the the whole new um, thing, this new trend, this 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 very modern idea that is really antithetical. They're framing it as antithetical to helicopter parenting. Really, in opposition to that, is that you're now allowed to sit. You're allowed to sit when you watch your kids. <laughs> That's it. That's sitervising. Combine sit and supervise. Even the article, though, made sure to say, please make sure your children are still safe. <laughs> so this is, it. now women, of course, know exactly what I'm talking about, but men may not. So like the idea, and this was like, thank God, I think, that I think, and I predicted this, that um, helicopter parenting, there's finally a backlash against that. And it's, um, as everything does, you know, the social trend pendulum swings and now enough people have been driven insane by the demands on moms that now people are saying let's uh, maybe chill the fuck out which is wonderful came a little bit too late for me but hey um, hopefully it's still there for my daughters probably it'll swing the fuck back <laughs> but either way um, the fact so men aren't even gonna understand really what this means okay so what was basically in the drinking water like for the past 10 years is that you gotta be like seriously literally standing and hovering over your kids with everything that they do if they're playing you're playing if they're up you're up and it is um crazy making literally crazy making and I see many women that are extremely anxious have diagnosable anxiety disorders that certainly they had a genetic predisposition for but the way that it came out was because of this social construct of you know this perfect mom who's always up and engaged and hovering psychologically this isn't even good for your kids they don't learn how to play with other kids. I mean, I was an only child that only had a parent as a playmate. And I'll tell you, if you're playing too much with your parent, you don't know how to play with other kids. If you're playing solely with your parent. And you could say, well, I don't have an only child. But um, if... 
the way that kids were supposed to be parented in this uh, last 10 years or so was as though each child was an only child. <laughs> the parent, and this is why women are like, forget about having sex with their husband, why they're like literally can't even sleep or eat out of anxiety because they're not giving every kid this individual one-on-one play and constant attention and constant narration. You know, the, I've written about over-validating your kids and over-discussing every one of their emotions. This was kind of what was told and still is, you know, kind of what is told to moms to do, you know, that, that horrible, you know, oh, how do you feel right now? And are you sure that you feel like that? Oh, maybe you feel like this or maybe you feel like that. And maybe you feel like jumping out the fucking window, right? So this thing is really um, told virally in this media, you know, and by, um, by experts such you know in quotes to that that the kid is not going to feel validated they're not going to they're going to be scared they're going to somehow not be able to communicate i never met a kid this generation can't communicate but that's just me um and uh and and you have to do all this stuff to facilitate them constantly engaging in the world and constantly saying what their feelings are and if you don't you're a bad mom and it's not like just like stupid women that fall for this or something it's like first of all it's a lot of guys too and it's it's every woman like I mean I remember sitting there with my daughter she's like fucking like nine months old when I got pregnant with my other daughter and I was like anxious that I wouldn't be able to because I was so tired um getting pregnant with the second baby that I wouldn't be able to like like engage with her to the level that I had previously been engaging with her, which was, of course, talking to her incessantly. And uh, all that does, by the way, is make a child who talks incessantly. <laughs> I can vouch for that. And um, <laughs> and, uh, and and I was so worried about it because it was drilled into my head by the parenting literature that I was supposed to be so constantly available and engaging. And I'm a psychologist. I learned about human development and I still um, fell, you know, victim to this, this ideology of this constant engagement. So like when men don't understand about how women feel about parenting, they've not been exposed. They were, their social media feeds, they don't have articles like, you know, 14 different ways to help your four-year-old tell you what happened at preschool that day, parenthetically, so you can make sure they weren't molested. Like literally, like these are like the sort of articles that are spamming the social media feeds of of women who are just moms like who the algorithm just determines have children so men can't really kind of understand how how crazy making this is and so one really good example is to imagine like like imagine that you got something that said to you like as if you're a man with an office job if you got like something that's a new viral trend you're allowed to take a lunch break you know most people would think like of course you could take a lunch break or better just the exact analogy you're able to sit down while you have a meeting you know and not like dance around like I don't know like a Cirque du Soleil and in front of somebody to entertain them constantly so the point here is that this really epitomized to me this like complete obsession that um that that the media has with telling moms what to do and it's really really hard to not uh not not really 
use whatever you're seeing in the media as a yardstick against which to measure your own parenting. And of course, you're going to come up short because of course you have to sit down sometimes. So the majority of women that are hearing about supervising are like, oh my God, I was sitting. I sat for 15 minutes the other day when they were at the playground. And then like, what did it do to their little brains, you know, to have me, do they feel unloved? Do they feel like I don't care? These are things that intelligent, otherwise intelligent women are saying, you know? And so then when, and, and of course they are, because it's the same as how men say stupid shit when they're spammed with stuff that plays upon their deepest insecurities. Like, there's men who, like, get, like, penis extension surgeries that, like, leave them, you know, like, I mean, like, seriously, like, I see this on, like, men forums, you know, or or men that think that if they just, like, bodybuild and, like, put on, like, you know, 50 pounds of muscle, you know, then, then their wife is going to want them like she did when she was 18. Like, whatever is put into the drinking water water by the media is what any gender, any type of human being takes as fact, at least to some level, because otherwise, why would so many people be saying it? It's kind of an evolutionary, um, you know, thing <laughs> where if there's enough people saying something, you agree with them. This is a cognitive bias that we have to agree with others. This is the f- peer pressure. I mean, everybody knows this, that people like to fit in, but everybody thinks that it's me. So people read all this research that's cherry picked that says, oh, children need the involvement of their parents. Yeah, of course, not to die, right? So you got to love your kid. You got to act interested in their stories sometimes, but of course you could sit down. Of course you can sit down you could always have sat down (laughs) whenever you can sit down you should sit down sometimes you can't because I remember having three under three at a playground three under three and a half and then it was even worse it was three under five because then like all could run and they could run opposite directions so yes sometimes you can't sit down but whenever you can (laughs) of course it's exhausting to be a parent and you should be of small children especially you should be sitting down whenever you can the fact that this would be granted to women, this new permission is just indicative of the insanity that is, um, you know, parenting media culture and, and it drives people literally crazy. So and like when men are like, why is my wife too tired to have sex with me? Why is she too tired to do anything? Why is she act so tired all the time? All she is is with kids. She's being told by the media that if she's not constantly engaging with the kids, that she's a terrible mother and they are going to somehow suffer. You know your wife. She doesn't want the kids to suffer. <laughs> Who wants their kids to suffer? So and this is what she's being barraged with constantly. So if you are a woman that is listening to this and has any sort of guilt about sitting down or not fully engaging... You, why? I mean, do you think that for millennia, women were like standing next to all their children on the playground like this and saying, oh, look at you. How many bars are you up? Are you four? Let's count. No, of course not. How would our civilization have gotten built? <laughs> People had to like eat. They had to, you know, hunt, gather. <laughs> there were always, the difference is, is that there were always other people around. Now, See, see, so I feel like to some degree, the women in the 2010s generation got like the shittiest end of the stick, right? Because there was all this crazy, like you have to be hypervigilant parent. And then men still weren't supposed to do much in the house. <laughs> so that's changing now. In the past 10 years, it's like now it's night and day from where it was 10 years ago. Men are supposed to be very involved in childcare and housework. Good. That's very good. And... um 
However, about 10 years ago, they weren't. But then the woman was also supposed to be doing like being basically cloning herself to be 100% present with 100% of her kids 100% of the time on her own, at least all day during the workday if she was a stay-at-home mom. And it was still past the generation that most people were very near to their extended family. Now, if you have your mom there all the time, or your sister or something, or your mother-in-law, or if you like her, or whatever, then it's totally different. But the women that I was meeting when I was basically a stay-at-home mom about, you know, 12 years ago and on till, uh, I don't know, a few years ago when my son went to kindergarten, now he's in fourth grade. But anyway, I was only working part-time, so a lot of the women I was meeting were stay-at-home moms. The husbands yet were not supposed to be um, completely involved, so therefore (laughs) the woman was basically, really, it was harder to be a stay-at-home mom than to have an out-of-the-house job because the woman's job was 24 hours a day, and she was being told by the constant mommy blogging and constant media that she was supposed to be engaging in this emotionally nuanced way with the children constantly. And to be super, super involved and vigilant and, you know, never sit or never sit or rise. So there was like this like really bad time of parenting and I'm not seeing this as much anymore, thank God. And it's because there's a lot more working from home by the men and there's a lot more involvement encouraged by the men. So, and there's also a lot more, um, there's less stigma around mental health issues and a lot more tolerance of individual differences. So if a self-care is a word, it wasn't really a word then. So it, it was like this like critical moment moment, and this is interesting since, of course, the people I work with are usually in their, you know, uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, so they have some sort of, um, you know, overlap with me in terms of the parenting style that was encouraged at the time when I was a young mother, and it was the worst of time. Listen, I mean, these are first world problems, certainly, but then again, is anything that leads to horrible depression and anxiety really a first world problem? I don't think so. So nobody was starving. However, the, the women were like literally Im- imbalanced, you know, myself included, because you were doing constant self-surveillance in order to make sure that you lived up to these parenting standards. And when I was originally writing, by the time I had my third child, I already was like, fuck this, this can't possibly be right. And I was already writing about, you know, uh, that it should be different and that, you know, mothers should cut themselves some slack and all of this stuff. But this is the PSA. If you were parenting around, like, I don't know, it's probably years before I started, so maybe like 2005 to like 2015, you know, if you had little kids then, you got to have a discussion with your partner. It would be very interesting to think about how did the zeitgeist of that time, which this sitter-revising is now in opposition to, um, the, the complete hypervigilance and also the lack of the necessary involvement by the man, in terms of the childcare and the housework, how did that contribute to any depression, anxiety, overwhelm, stress that you had at that time? Also, the marital issues that undoubtedly you had when a woman feels just constantly crazy and that she is running around like a chicken without a head because that is the only way to effectively parent. And any of this will be amplified if the man, if the man's work hours were a lot, if the woman's work hours were a lot, because even working moms, when they were home, felt that they had to do then everything, you know, because that's what the woman should do. And uh, so 
And also, of course, your sex life probably went to shit because this was also the time of you have to be constantly responsive to the child all night long. Well, if you're constantly responsive to the child all night long and or they co-sleep, this puts a kibosh on the intimate time that you have together. So it's just an interesting thing that I saw that really made me think about the entire social context of the parenting stage of a lot of my clients. Now, I have older clients than that, and they do not remember it being this much. <laughs> they were getting babysitters. They were having their own life. If they were a working mom, they they felt different than the working moms did years later where it was like they were also supposed to be a stay-at-home mom. They didn't feel like they were also supposed to be a stay-at-home mom. Like they felt guilt, sure, when they're not with their kids a lot, but it wasn't to the like the the level of abject depression that I was seeing at that specific time. And, and I'm not saying that um, the men being involved now cure all marital problems. In fact, I have an article that says the opposite, which is my male clients are doing more housework and childcare than ever before, and their wives are no happier with their marriages, but <laughs> their wives do seem to have overall less stress because the guys are being told by the media to do more shit. Okay, so this is normal. As a main effect of having less to do is you feel less stressed. So if you don't have to be the only basically parent in the home, then of course you feel less stress. No shit, but you may still may not be as happy with the guy because, um, you know, emotionally, they're still the same problems. But the one, you know, it's like 99 problems, but uh, the splitting of housework and childcare ain't one for a lot of women nowadays versus where it was before. So it is really interesting if you have never talked to your spouse about the time of, of like, you know, the the world, you know, the 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 environment, the zeitgeist, the the whole atmosphere that you guys were young parents in. It would be really interesting to do that. And uh, if it's a different time and era than the one I'm talking about, that's equally as interesting. You know, how did the social uh, mores of the time impact our marriage and our parenting and our whole family life? So that's always a super interesting topic. Um, also, of course, how did it impact you guys uh, meeting each other and your individual lives before? So when you run out of shit to say about psychology, which many men especially don't have super high tolerance for, sociology is is always very interesting to think about the time and place that you're living in and how it impacted you, you know, individually and together and as a family. So anyhow, uh, the TLDR is everybody should sit or rise, sit the fuck down, you're allowed to sit, oh my god, <laughs> nobody should have had to say that, and uh, many of us uh, were were alive and, and parenting in the time when we were not supposed to sit, and it was no good for anybody. So if you have a young parent in your life, or you are a young parent of a young child, tell them to sit down, or if you are the parent, sit down. If anybody tells you you should not be sitting down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. You should be sitting down. The standing, constantly narrating everything and having a knot in your stomach that you're not doing it right is, is not the way to live. And that is not going to cause you to be a better parent. And it is certainly not going to be better for your kid to have an anxious parent doing that. All right. Uh, I'll talk to everybody soon. Bye-bye.